0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, returning from a bit of a gap, uh, but excited to be back on with uh, my good friend Pete Callen to be talking UConn Husky football. How you doing, Pete?
1: Doing well. And hello, Husky Nation. Hope you are well, too. I would imagine certain circumstances may not make that 100 And we'll talk about it. But it's good to see you and good to hear you guys and have us have you along with our journey today.
0: One hundred percent, buddy. I absolutely agree with you. And I guess let's just dive right into it. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh we we struggled on Saturday to say the least.
1: Um, we got our ass kicked. Yep. There's no other way to put it. Um that was despite some pretty good beginnings and despite some very good individual efforts by some players probably having their best games of the year um, but again, we talk about we've talked about on past uh in past discussions about basic operations and how they have to be flawless, like in the military for you, you to have a way and a chance for success, and too many times. It was evident that we didn't have those basic operations down. Um, Tennessee's tempo had a lot to do with that, but we played other tempo teams before. Um, But the players that we were playing may have had uh, speed advantages that past teams hadn't, and just little, little changes or lack of execution with certain angles, certain things, especially on defense, killed us.
0: Absolutely. Um, I, I, as a former DB yourself, I, I would love to hear some of your uh, your thoughts on that.
1: Okay. Well, we can go play by play with the big plays, the second play of the game. Um, from what I saw, unfortunately, one of our, our big players on a, a lead, lead play, a, a blast play, Uh, Took on the lead blocker. Decided to wrestle him, but wrestled him on the wrong shoulder, moving himself out of the gap. Responsibility he had. Running back read it. Hopped it. Um, That was the first mistake. One guy making a mistake, but that's, you know, against a team like that, that's all that was needed. Uh, Particularly the way they line up and try to bring people outside of the box. You cannot make those kinds of mistakes with that kind of team, uh, with that kind of speed. So that was the first issue. Uh, One of the other the second long play was a communication issue with one defensive back not switching off the way he was supposed to. Um, looked like he was, he had an opportunity to get greedy when he didn't. And I left the receiver 30 yards open for a score. Uh, third big touchdown. It, it was really not weird to me, but, um, it's a lesson in, in safety play to where as you're watching the quarterback, you really have to be aware of the angle of, of, uh, of exit you have in, in getting to your zone. And he, he faded his exit a little too much toward the sideline and allowed a big window for that receiver to make a post cut. And by the time he caught it, he could not get leverage back, and he was off to the races. So, again, just basic fundamental stuff that hurts you as a team but kills you, you know, as a defense um, against a team like Tennessee.
0: Absolutely. And I know one thing that I kept seeing people discussing was the time of possession and all this and that. Well, obviously none of that matters when they're scoring in the blink of an eye.
1: It doesn't. And that's a shame, too, because they were able to move the ball in between mm-hmm. the 20s. I, I think in between the red zones, that's the best the offense has looked all year. Absolutely. And it made you wonder, like, where the he- hell was this the whole damn season? Mm-hmm. That's the most frustrating part. Um, And I know the guys work hard. And I know they, they got our backs as fans. I'm going to say this lovingly, though. You got to finish the job and you got to find it within yourself to do that um not for us you're not playing for us and you're, you're you're playing to match a standard you're playing to be the best player you can be and the best players that they can be they, they finish those those drives and they find a way to do it find a way to pull the trigger and make the pass find a way to make the catch find a way to make the run i mean and that you know affects you as a team I know and and understand that certain individuals have balled out, have balled out well throughout the year, and they know who they are. But at the same time, you win as a team, you lose as a team. And you got to execute with all 11 doing their job at the right time. That's what the name of this game is. It's not like basketball where one player can take over, Mm or a couple players can take over. All 11 got to be in sync every play.
0: Absolutely agree. And that's a great comparison too. And what, what what you mentioned some of those some of those players earlier that had some of their best games of the year. What 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 players do you think we should we should shout out in that regard?
1: Uh you know who it is. Right. Justin Jolie, shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Um I love how you played. I'm also frustrated at you, little brother. Why, did, why didn't you do this the whole year? But that's okay. You're learning. You're a young guy. Um, you stepped up when you had to. Um, and Hopefully, still carry out and carry over the future games. Um, Brett uh, Buckman played probably his best game. I've seen him play as a receiver. So, shout out to him. Um, I think our All-American offensive lineman... Played so well, he was getting in other people's heads in the SEC. So I see a pro future. Yes, <laughs> for him, without a doubt, he was. He was at times dominant and he, was getting in their heads. He sure was. <laughs> Christian Haynes was, had a had a game.
0: Yes, he and, did. <laughs> and,
1: and, and quite frankly, the offensive line didn't play bad.
0: Right. The whole
1: whole unit. I think, um, you know, f- for a day, they they showed that they were on par with an sec defense i mean there may have been some mistakes here and there but overall i, I didn't see any big time um errors on their part um but yeah i i, I think the offensive line played well uh, especially the first half mm-hmm. um We'll take, I will take one play back. I'm sorry. There was one play where on the first interception of the second half, uh, we did get beat pretty bad. Uh, center got beat by the nose guard and got an immediate pressure in, in the quarterback space. that it helped that situation. It wasn't perfect, like I said, but for the most, you know. Right. They had some plays where, you know, they showed that they could play as a unit overall with that with that unit. So.
0: I absolutely agree and I this is a side note, but a lot of people know <clears throat> I have a, a, a vote for the All-American team and all, all other sorts of things and I've been trying to push to the other national media that I talk to frequently that hey we, we should include Christian Haynes in these discussions because that man is having a fantastic season and like you said Pete, I mean he proved it against a very, very good SEC defense.
1: Uh, without a doubt his name should be mentioned it it isn't because um, maybe there's a well it's because we're not we're independent we're not we're not getting you know some of the um, conference uh, pub maybe that some others will get but right. we're getting enough I mean especially being on CBS he's getting enough attention to where. Especially during broadcast, people that watch broadcast know who he is. Mm-hmm. The NFL scouts certainly know who he is. Absolutely, and um, it's just another another guy that um, is being produced by this program. That's going to be in the NFL. And is going to be in the NFL for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Another, um, another guy we can add to that list that you uh, have have compiled.
1: Yes. Yes, that that list where where we have over the last 15 years more first- and third-round draft picks than 75% of the Big 12 and more NFL draft picks than 60% of current and past members of the Big 12. So take that, all you doubters.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, getting back to... I absolutely agree with you how how well we moved the ball between the twenties. We did such a good that it was it was very very pleasant to see that. What happened when we got inside the red zone? Why did things bog down so much?
1: We've had red zone issues a lot during the year mm-hmm. and when you play better defenses with better athletes like Tennessee, those spaces shorten quite a bit, so your execution has to be really on par in order to create plays and and create opportunities for yourself. And when you're struggling to execute, it becomes a problem against um, better teams like SEC defenses like uh, Tennessee. So uh, we had our shot in the beginning, uh, but instead of it being in the end zone, um, it was for three points. And I think Yakari Walker getting hurt during the final plays of that drive really hurt us because the center that substituted for him was involved with two of the three negative plays that took us out of TD scoring position and put us in position to score just a field goal. So that hurt
0: also. Absolutely. What are your thoughts with Obviously, those those two inter, those two interceptions, and then of course the fumble, the three the three defensive touchdowns for Tennessee obviously are, are huge. But those in particular, those two interceptions, like what what are your thoughts behind those?
1: My thoughts are: quarterback needs to protect the ball. Um, if you're backpedaling while making throws, don't make the throw. Um, most most of the time it's going to end up in turnovers just like it did um, in any system, pro system, spread system whatever, what have you it was better to take the sack and there were ill-advised throws by Taekwond. should never have thrown them and it was, those were costly turnovers because they they absolutely stifled any momentum we did have offensively I mean, from those two point, those places on. I mean, for momentum, not only for the offense, but for the whole team. Right. It just, it just really. you want to talk about a self-inflicted wound. We might as well took taking a can'tana and just put it to our stomach and just ripped across. Because that's what it was like, and that's what it felt like. And I understand there's praise for his improved play. But you can't make those decisions like that. Especially when you're trying to turn your, your fortunes around. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that right now.
0: You and I are in the same boat about that. And, and I absolutely agree with you. And we, we can leave that discussion for another time. Um, but I agree. Abs- absolutely. I mean, with when you make those unfortunate mistakes any chance that we have of being productive goes out the window.
1: It kills you. Mm -hmm. It kills you. Um, As a quarterback, you're the caretaker of the ball. You have to be responsible for helping to create momentum and maintaining it. And you got to be the last guy to stop it out. I can understand if You know, you set your feet. You made the delivery on the play. a delivery on the throw. And someone made a great great read or a great play on the ball. I can understand that. And Taekwon made some very good throws throughout the game. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Don't get me wrong. Had some great reads. And there's a reason why the two guys we mentioned earlier had their best games. It's because the ball was being delivered to them and they made plays with it. Um, At the same time, you cannot make uh, mistakes that you won't tolerate from a freshman. It's not excusable to be thrown off your back foot like that, and you can't you can't do it in those situations either. And so, you gotta look at the tape. You gotta learn from it. Hopefully, that won't happen again. And he, you know, for the most part, it hasn't happened. Uh, he hasn't thrown a lot of picks this year. But those are situations that have to absolutely be avoided in order for you know things to turn around offensively for this team.
0: Absolutely, 100%. And <clears throat> I think we can put a bow on this game and hopefully just just uh, wash it out. Uh, we've made $1.8 million. I guess we can – I know I saw some people saying, just go cast a check, and but it, it – it, <laughs> That's not how we should look at it, of course, but I mean, sometimes you got to play these types of games and I, and I think that we're, we're realistic. Like we understand going into that game is going to be very, very difficult. Um, And and there were positives looking at it, like how we move the ball between the twenties and such, but there's a lot of things where you just scratch your head too. It's
1: like you said, man, we got to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that, that's, all that's, much, that's all you that's can do. That's all you can do. That's pretty
1: much all I can say. Yeah. Um, I think everybody, you know, learning and sometimes failure. was it I heard? It's like fertilizer. Think like Dennis Waitley said this. It stinks. Try not to roll around in it. it. Has a pungent odor. You don't want to be around it but hopefully if you use it right it'll help you grow. And that's the only thing I can say about this experience about some of the other close losses we've had. Hopefully these kids will use it as fertilizer and the coaching staff use it as fertilizer to help things to grow and not roll around in it.
0: Absolutely. And and we can't we can't do it because the team that we come play next is undefeated and is a really, really good football team.
1: Another chance to have your Super Bowl, UConn. Yep. Another chance to work on your own craft and see how well you can play for sixty minutes. Not have the UConn Huskies beat the UConn Huskies again. Mm-hmm. You let them beat you pretty bad last game, but it's it's a real simple thing. Um, if people aren't wallowing in constantly or subconsciously what's going on what other people are saying is going on and they focus on playing football maybe we'll do something this game and pull a shocker and the the, kind of the funny thing is two weeks ago when we played boston college we didn't play our best game we almost end up having a chance to win it right okay uh We'll let things get out of control last game, despite certain aspects of the game going very well for us in certain situations. There's no reason that you can't put a game together with the talent you have, put it all together, put it on the line, and go for broke. You you know, just have one effort where you just say, hey, let's put it on the line and see what we're about. And... Execute that way. Um, make things happen. What when, what's it going to take? Can you do it? And that's the game I think all fans are waiting to see. Um, all fans are waiting to see. You know what kind of you know gumption this team has in terms of executing a win. And it starts with little things. Starts with little details operational stuff get that right get that right every play and then see where it goes from there it's all you can do
0: absolutely agree and before we dive into this jmu roster i i I would love to hear your i'll say your history as a yukon husky football player against jmu
1: we're the last team to beat James Madison. Uh, back in 93, when they joined our conference, they came up to stores to play. And I think we scored 40 points on them and uh, beat them by about 11 points. They, they had some points in the fourth quarter, came back late, but it was a great win, it was a great victory. I think a lot of us on the team Didn't like James Madison because when a lot of us were recruited, we were told by James Madison we couldn't play on their team. And so we had a big-time chip on our shoulder with them joining the conference, them thinking that they were better than us. And their players certainly came up and thought they were better than us, and we just basically kicked their butts. out, physical them. we had two running backs, I think, run for over a 100 yards that day and just manhandled them. And the fact that they played in Connecticut weather at that time, it was cold, rainy. And uh, those, those Southern boys from Virginia, I think it was uh, the most the northernmost trip they'd ever taken as a program up to that point. They didn't like it. And it took them until the fourth quarter to finally decide to play. And it was a great victory for us. It was uh, kind of a stepping stone victory to measure where we were as a program. And... Uh, it was a great time. That's what I remember about that victory.
0: So so what I take from what you're saying is hopefully we can use some of those exact same things that you guys did this week and take that out on, on the field.
1: We got the makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense this year is better than that, that defense that we played, for sure.
0: True, true.
1: But we also have the offensive line and we have the running backs to run. They have been very good at stopping the run. Um, They have quick players, explosive players, but we have an offensive line that's seen everything. They shouldn't fear anybody at this point. They should know that they can execute against anybody at this point. And, you know, running backs that... I think can answer the challenge because they've had success against other defenses before. Um, the big plays and the, the big X factors are going to be our receivers and our quarterback. Will they be able to make plays when they have to make them? Because it's going to have to be complimentary football mm-hmm. throughout the game. Can't just rely on one aspect of the game. And then our defense just has to be really, really sound but trust their ability to make plays. They've done it before, but they have to they have to have the basics down pat and have faith in that, and then go out and make plays.
0: I absolutely agree. <clears throat> and you you mentioned their defense. I mean, it's just, it's a fantastic group. They lead the nation in rush defense. Um, they. They're susceptible through the air, but I think that has a lot to do with the teams. A lot of teams have just gone to the fact that they just have to pass the ball against them because they've kind of given up on the run. Uh, but th- there have been teams. Old Dominion, a couple weeks ago, ran very well against JMU, so they have. They're 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 not this unbeatable force. Um, one guy I have to mention, Jalen Green, their top defensive lineman. He's leading the nation in sacks. He's got 15 and a half sacks in nine games. He's been having a tremendous season. Um, and then their quarterback, uh, Jordan McLeod, has has done a very nice job being a dual threat type quarterback. He's he's done a really good job leading them, just as a one, as a leader, but two, just on the field as a player with his ability... Uh, to do things with his arm and with his feet. So you talked about the defense being disciplined. We'll definitely have to be disciplined with him, but it, 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 it's something we can handle.
1: I've watched J- James and I got to say, as a guy that's called offense, I, I love their con- concepts. I love their conceptual design and their offensive, you know, in running certain offensive systems in the past, I see I see some West Coast concepts that they, they utilize with um, modern-day run-pass option kind of uh, concepts, how they integrate them in a, in a hurry-up system. They, they're really well coached, mm-hmm. and they got a trigger guy that can run that system very, very well. Uh, they're a very well-rounded team, but like you said, they have their vulnerabilities that we can take advantage of if we're, you know, we apply certain things that we do well and, uh, and execute, pretty much. Uh, that's just going to be the bottom line. You know, just do what you do well and go out and play. Uh, that's, that's all you can do, especially at this point in the year. Is you're not going to change anything. But there's certain things that UConn does well that's, that's been successful just about against every team um that they execute they'll be competitive They'll be more than competitive they'll have a chance to win and they just got to believe that and 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 go out and do it you know the, the hardest thing about turning a season like this around when it's been so close is you know that that message that they, 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 the, the players hear every week oh you're so close you're so close after a while you're like you're tired of being so close Right. Well, my my message to the players is just like it was 2 weeks ago. You got to suffer a kind of death out there to get the results and you do it. You're not going to die. <laughs> okay. But it's it's kind of it's, it it it's a metaphor but a very realistic one in terms of what kind of effort and what kind of focus mentality Love and sacrifice. Honestly, you got to give your teammate in order to get the effort you need to do you know, in order to get a win. Um, and my thing is this I, w- I would, as a player, rather suffer, but knowing that I gave it my all on the field mm-hmm. for myself and my brother, they continue to suffer. And hearing all of these folks tell me what I can and can't do. I can't stand people telling me what I can and can't do in life and these players shouldn't stand it either as football players they know they're better they don't have to listen to all all the crap some of these people are saying about them go out and show it it hasn't worked out the way you want it okay sometimes that's life right you know um the one thing about life is if you put enough in it with the right opportunity eventually, you know, your chances come to turn things around. But if you're going to, you know, go in with the mentality, oh, it might not be, then it's not. But if you sell out, sell out, sell to the point where you risk getting hurt, you you risk, you know, doing everything and anything to protect the ball, get the ball, block, do what you got to do, and all 11 are doing that every play, you're going to have a shot against this team. Hit them in the mouth. Keep it in the mouth and see what happens. Period. That's it. <clears throat> what did Mike Tyson say? Everybody got a plan until you hit them in the mouth?
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> I, I, I'm a firm believer of exactly what you just said, Pete. You're going to get out what you put in. And I I know our guys are working their tails off, and we, we just have to come out. With with that mindset, just punch them in the mouth and know if you keep punching them, good things are going to happen.
1: Some of these athletes, and you know as a coach, they know how to work hard. They know how to prepare. But in certain situations, especially situations like this, how much do you know how to sacrifice?
0: Hmm. Yes.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yep because when you're getting in a rut like this as a player and as a program it take may take you going beyond a certain psychological, physical, emotional threshold than you used to used to being as a competitor because some guys don't know how to deal with this because they've never been in this situation right and you, they're told that okay you got to keep working yourself out of it i'm going to tell you it's beyond that what you need is to sell the heck out like sacrifice like literally like the type of stuff you hear in war stories is not the same because it's not war don't get me wrong okay but the types of stories you heard about you know people sacrificing their lives in battles in normandy whatever you know protect their brother, protect their fellow soldier in a sports related way. Not in a real warfare kind of way, but you know, on a fundamental level, just not as intense. It's, it's not the same intensity as warfare, but it's very similar because that's what football is. It is simulated battle. So to a degree, it's going to require something like that to turn things around, to turn your fortunes around. And there's there's been history of men in those situations and in a lot of other light of situations that have turned it around. What makes them different from you, Yukon? You're, you're the same human being. You're capable of doing the same thing. It's a matter of you making up your mind to do it. And some of these guys got to look at themselves in the mirror and ask them, what is it going to take for me to do that this week? If my life depended on it, would I do it? Most of them would probably say yes and they find a way. So what's different about that choice when it's involving your life as opposed to involving just turning the fortunes of a season, but it's still a choice you make. And those guys gotta learn to make that choice and ride that energy and try to make that sacrifice to see what happens. Cause so that's the only way you're gonna turn it around everything else you've done hasn't been enough maybe you gotta do more and that's the more that a lot of your coaches are talking about that's the more that all these past glory stories about turning things around you hear that's the more that, that it takes to turn stuff around you haven't done it yet the re, you know results are what they are you know results are what count you haven't done it yet but that's the extra that you gotta put in that proverbial abyss that threaded you know sacrificing beyond what you you might have been willing to do before that's what's going to take enough of my preaching
0: <laughs> well well Pete I'm ready to run through a wall let's go I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> but in, in all seriousness I mean I I hope I hope our guys are listening I really do because like we love and respect what you guys are doing like we've been we've we know how difficult it is what you guys are doing week in and week we've out been
1: there. yes we've been. yeah we've been in your shoes yep some of us have lived long enough to be in your shoes trust me i'm not just talking out my ass
0: <laughs> right like we've we've been there like as coaches athletes like we we've been there we we know it's hard But it's like you said, Pete, that sacrifice aspect is what separates the good ones from the great ones.
1: It separates the good ones from the great ones. It also separates the ones that are continuing that want to continue to turn around and just accept things the way they are Mm. or change them. It's not just applicable to sports. Every single civil rights move, civil rights leader you've heard, and make that sacrifice has had that mentality. It had that mentality, knowing that had to possibly give up certain things in order to change something. It happens in real life as well. Athletics is no different. If you want to change it, yeah, you're going to have to maybe go through some pain, some sacrifice. Maybe in the middle of the game, you might have to throw your body some way where. You know, in order to make a play, you're uncomfortable with the speed in which you might have to execute it, may have to go. It may put you in, a, in jeopardy to do a head-on collision, whatever. Okay, then, learn to protect yourself and then go do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? It's plain and simple. It has to get done. There's no, oh, maybe I could do it this way. That's been the problem. Right touch us to your subconscious. Oh, maybe I could do it this way cuz this is what I've always done before. No. It hasn't yielded the results as a team of what you want. It hasn't you haven't done it yet. And what will make you maybe good enough to do that is recognizing that mental and emotional aspect to let your game fly. And that's the that's the aspect that I'm talking about also in terms of stop beating yourself. Some of y'all are beating yourself because you're not letting yourself play, because you're you're not comfortable with what this is asking you and what this is gonna take to turn this around. Because you haven't been in this situation before. And the only thing I could say is you gotta go for broke to the point where you're willing to sacrifice something. Life injury, what have you. You know, some of these players have done it before. They said F it and they went after it. But you know, it's it's gotta be it's gotta be the same. And in the secondary, you know, with the guys making the mental mistakes that you have, what's gonna turn around is maybe losing sleep. Maybe making sure that you guys, if you got any communication issues off the field with the guy next to you where you can talk about something or you can't talk about certain things in certain ways. You guys gotta work as a unit and you're not. And it's because you don't relate with each other well enough to do so, you have it. And it's gotta be you know, go beyond the film room, it's gotta go beyond you, know, you meeting in the facility. There's something there, there's an obstacle that's been keeping you from focusing and working as a unit consistently. That you got to get a hold on, you got to correct. Once you do that, you guys are going to fly. But you got to recognize certain people weren't in positions here last year, and you guys got to get it together. Period.
0: Well said, Pete. Well said. Well, I I know that there's another topic that we wanted to discuss, but do we want to save it? For the the future, yes. All right, I I agree with you there. So, we'll, I guess we can leave you guys hanging on that one. But uh, first off, I want to say thank you to everybody uh, for.
1: Let's let's just leave the cave the caveat. Uh, players, coaches doesn't have to do anything with you. So relax,
0: right? right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's nothing related to that we know how hard you guys are working and you guys are busting your tails and Pete just gave you the speeches you need to get it going. So, (laughs) but I personally just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, I know I've been off for a month or so now going through some sicknesses and different things in life. Uh, I'm, I'm all good. Everything's good. I'll just leave it at that. Pete, you know, I've been talking to with you about it and, uh, God's good. I'll, I'll I'll say that as always. And uh, uh, we also uh, our our uh, little family here on my end is going to be growing. So we're very very excited about that. I uh, can't wait for that. <laughs> so thank congratulations, you. To Bobby. Thank you, sir. Thank you, and thank you to everyone else in advance. It's it's a it's truly a blessing. Uh, we're thankful for the Lord, for blessing us in this way. But again, I just want to say thank you to everybody for waiting for me to come back. And uh, thank you, Pete, for joining me as always. I-, I love our conversations and the in-depth conversations we have off air. It- it's a, uh, it's, uh, I-, I say this, uh, it- it's a privilege to have you as a friend.
1: Hey man, privilege is mine as well. Uh, getting to know you and just like you said, having the conversations we have about UConn football and and other things in life has been has been a blast. It's uh it's always good to you know gain friends in life, and you're certainly one of them. And I'm glad to have you. And uh, let's say it's been a pleasure being on this on this program. Um, the feedback I'm getting from UConn Nation, I, I thank you for the compliments you're getting me are giving me um in terms of what i'm adding and how you feel is adding to your perspective and i i appreciate i appreciate the compliments i appreciate the input and uh thank you very much and look forward to continue to talk about the blue and white and the the team i love most
0: absolutely agree and what what, i have one more question for you i should i should have asked you this before we went on air but I know I like to ask you a little question that's not related to UConn. So I I, I would love to hear from your coaching perspective on this. And and I have my coaching thoughts on this as well. But what are your thoughts as a coach at what's going on with Michigan?
1: Well, you know, it's – it's interesting um, a lot of politics involved in terms of uh, yeah, right you know the process and how they feel they they should uh, investigate this um, all I could say is we've got to wait for the proof to come out to see um, and determine definitively what steps the university should take, uh, if any, with Coach Harbaugh, and be patient with that. Um, it's the only thing I can say. I mean, in terms of science dealing, guess what? If he did it, he's not going to be the first. He's probably not going to be the last.
0: Right. Um.
1: You know, what do we say about co- the coaching profession? They're professional plagiarists and thieves. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: ain't that the truth?
1: So, um, you know, it's you know, obviously you have a legal framework and and a uh, legalistic framework in which you you expect coaches to conduct themselves and you hope that um, they didn't go beyond that. Um, there's you know, despite my label, there's still a certain amount, you know, a large number of coaches that like to. Think there's certain amount of integrity we like to, you know, maintain in the sport. So I hope it's not true, Um, but it would be a shame if it was, because I don't think he did his players any justice in doing so. Right. And uh, I think the last thing the players want is to feel that they've been given some kind of unfair advantage to kind of diminish whatever talents they that that, um, they bring to the field.
0: That that's my number one, that I keep hammering home when it comes to this, is from the player side. And you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, no player wants to be given an advantage. They want to have their game speak for itself on the field.
1: I mean, they don't. And there, I mean, I, I like I said, I've, I've documented in the past. I live here in Charlotte. there's still Carolina Panthers to this day, <laughs> saying how the Patriots cheated, stole their signs before the Super Bowl mm-hmm. um, about how there was no way that they could have known certain calls and didn't the calls and made the adjustments on the field. And they, they felt to this day that, you know, they were cheated out of, out of a ring. So I hear about it all the time down here. <laughs> and um, like I said, I don't think any Michigan player wants any stigma on any – national championship aspirations or accomplishments they may have for this year or for years to follow because of something like this. Um, you know, I know players don't play you know, for this, but you know, unfortunately there might be certain coaches that might succumb to the pressure of uh, having to produce and wanting to do things to push the envelope, yep. see how far they can get. And, uh, you know, when you do that, and if you do that, you have to coordinate with other people, other people that might not have as much care about how much finesse you may have to have to push that envelope and may go well beyond it. Right. So, um, rather than risk your name and your program, I would say you shouldn't do it. You know, learn to... Earn it the hard way, and plus it makes you better coach. And, you know, it would surprise me that, you know, a coach like Harbaugh would do it, given his NFL background um, and given his experience. I wouldn't think he would need to do something like that.
0: Right, right.
1: So um, it would be a shame if he did, if it is proven that he did, because... You know, again, that people will start asking, "Well, did he do in the NFL? Did he do in other levels?" Right. That's. I hope it's not true, because he seems to have been a very good coach and turned a lot of programs around.
0: I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you, Pete. Have everything you said there, spot on. So, we'll leave it at that, though. So, again, Pete, thank you so much for joining me tonight.
1: Thank you. As always, for the privilege, and thank you, Husky Nation, for your ear. Um, hope we added something to the discussion. And uh hey, let's support our guys. Let's keep rolling. Let's get hey, fellow little brothers, Huskies. Let's get the upset this week. Let's go. Let's, let's go get it.
0: Let's go, guys. Get it done this week. We're we're pulling for you. Again, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good night. God bless. Go Huskies.